damn, 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 son, where'd you find this? Flyport! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 98 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Stuff Hurts, a.k.a. Jerry Alexander. That's not even a pun. This man is just an absolute menace, straight demon time trash talker. And now my new favorite corner. All right. <laughs> I'm here with the guys. Y'all got any AKAs for yourself? It's T.O., a.k.a. Twig Street, baby. A.k.a. Mac and Cheese, no coordinator needed. Rocking all season. <laughs> What's up, Sam? Uh, a.k.a. just AKA me and T.O. are playing in the finals of the, the Fly Route Fantasy League. So, let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We got an exciting show for you all. Breaking down the Week 18 action as well as getting into our nfl awards for the season before we get started make sure that you like and follow on whatever platform you're listening twitter facebook ig youtube etc spotify all that good jazz we are live every week 6 30 eastern time let's get right into our players of the week from week 17 with to the fly route pod the fly route pod the fly- yeah, so right into the players of the week, we got we're gonna start on the offensive side of the ball. We got Mike Evans. Like this, this was a no-brainer this week. Mike Evans, man, two hundred seven receiving yards, three tubs. They looking like Tom Brady and Randy Moss out there. So we're gonna give it to my boy Mike Evans. Uh, also, this is his ninth straight thousand-yard season. So definitely big ups to Mike Evans on a big accomplishment there. Uh, honorable mention, we just got Austin Eckler, 161 scrimmage yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, also, for him, a big achievement as well, 103 catches on the season so far, which makes him only to, uh, the only the fifth running back ever with 100-plus receptions in a season. So, big ups to Austin Eckler as well. On defense side of ball, we got Sam's man, Cam Jordan, with three sacks, a forced fumble, five total tackles. Big achievement for him as well. 115 career, 115 and a half career sacks. He passes Hall of Famer Ricky Jackson, at who sits at 115. And he also moves into the Saints all-time leader in sacks. So big ups to Cam Jordan as well. Okay. Facts. And we got Kyle Duggar from the Patriots as an honorable mention here. Him in slash defense, because they've been holding it down for the all season. Uh he got his third defensive touchdown, which was a pick six which keeps the Pats in playoff contention. So big ups to Kyle Duggar and his playmaking ability. Special teams player of the week, we got Keyshawn Nixon, who had a 105-yard kickoff return touchdown, which is also the longest scoring play of the season. So don't know if y'all got to watch that live, but it it was pretty lit, not going to lie, and that blowout win. Also for them, uh, for special teams player of the week, honorable mention, we got Browns punter Corey Bjorkes, who kept the commanders pinned in their own territory for most of the game. He had two punts inside the 20-yard line. So big ups to him as well. Hey, hold Mm. on. Sam, you remember, hold on. You remember (laughs) last week when we talked about starting Carson Wentz over Taylor Heideke. You were like, I don't know. Maybe the coaches see something in practice that we don't see. We have seen enough film on Carson Wentz. Time out. Time out. First of all, it's the issue because your head coach don't even know y'all about to be eliminated from the playoffs. 
So you know, damn way you should be playing Carson Wentz anyway. Like, let's facts. I, I was like, this is a terrible mistake. They're gonna cost us something. It sounds like maybe they see something in practice that we don't see. We have seen enough film on Carson Wentz. We have. We have. Hey, it's the last time I'll defend him. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yo, hey, last have. season they got knocked out, out the playoffs by the Jaguars. So, facts. Facts in a must-win game when the Jaguars couldn't even look. The only good game the Jaguars had had all season was like that ridiculous game against the Bills. That <laughs> they, that's what I'm saying. They weren't even. They had talent, but they weren't the same team they are this year, last year. Mm-hmm. So it's just insane for him to you know to be this at this point in his career, this much of a choke artist. Honestly, like well, you was, just are what you are. Like, that's cool. Sometimes you are just what you are. Maybe it's coaching. Doug Peterson had him MVP level, so maybe it's coaching. Mm-hmm. And they thought he'd return to that form with Frank Reich. How'd that go? Also, Doug Peterson yeah. also couldn't get him back to MVP level, and that got Doug Peterson fired, and then they traded Carson anyway. <laughs> so, look, I'm just saying <laughs> Like, I ain't gonna lie, they've been having some good coaches in Philly because now you got Nick Sirianni. But Doug Peterson honestly was a really good coach. But if they had Doug Peterson, would they be undefeated? I don't know. I I, I just don't know. Like we know what Doug Peterson was able to do with Carson Wentz and then with Nick Foles, but what Sirianni is doing with Jalen Hurts is an entirely different scheme, offense. It is. It is. So like I don't know because I just. I've seen Dougie P do that. Like, the last guy they really had like that in Philly was Vic, but I'm pretty sure that's where Andy Reid was in Philly. Yeah. Not even Doug P. So, like, like for me, I'm not willing to say that just because of how different the offenses are. Okay. I got you. But – I had, to, I had to make sure we talked about that one, Sam, because you're like, <laughs> maybe they see something in Carson Wentz. I'm tired of people saying they see something in Carson Wentz. We've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely like seen like enough. I said he was going to be like Peyton Manning. I said maybe he's been better than Taylor Heineke no. in practice. And, and like- that's what I have a problem with. I want to be clear. That's what I have a problem with. Because So we can't see Sam Howell? Like, if we've got to this guy, we I mean, see him this week. I would have rather seen him, but I would have been rather seeing him over Carson. But the issue is also, too, you know, they with Carson's contract, too, it's kind of like you got to play him. And then no, you trade don't. It for him. He's been healthy for like four weeks. He's been a healthy scratch for like a month. Yeah. I Taylor mean, Heineke had one bad game where they let Carson in, and then they were like, I don't know, maybe he keeps the position. <laughs> like, even though we were abysmal last in the NFC East and no chances of making the playoffs with him until Taylor Heineke came in and went on a run and Literally. put us in the catbird seat to make the playoffs. Oh, fuck it. True. What? Agree. Like, agree. what? Like, what? Yeah, I've seen enough of Carson. I don't even want to see him no more. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I've seen enough. Okay. I just really had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I had to get that one off my chest because I was livid that they did it. And then I was even more livid when I was right. As a person who just roots for Taylor Heineke, because he's a gamer. Like he's not the biggest arm, not the like fastest read of the field, but like bro just wins games. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that play out. I was like, damn, they really did fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yo, I mean, hey, the honesty is really where it's at, yo. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go right into the NFL awards unless you have anything else for player of the week. Yeah, so that's that's all we had. Uh, we gave our offensive, defensive, and special teams players, so we're, we're good. All right. Let's not play, boy. Let's get into the NFL awards this season. We have all made our votes for who we would give these awards to if we actually had a vote. So I'm going to start with our only unanimous guy. And it is for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. I it. I yeah. It. I it. And it is for Justin Jefferson. Like, who else could it be? All three of us voted for him. Dude has over 1,700 yards, 124 catches, and nine Insane. total touchdowns. Insane. Like, he's just balling. Like, if it wasn't for Jir Alexander actually just like crushing his soul last week, yes. he could have had a 2K season. No facts. <laughs> yeah, like he was facts. on pace for a 2K season. And Jir Alexander said, I'd be like, he a good player. He didn't have any receiving yards until like the third or fourth quarter. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> yes, sir. That man, yes, Kurt, sir. was selling, but Kurt, he was selling, hey, too. Hey, I like, it looked like Jillian Axeller put that man in handcuffs. <laughs> Kirk had nowhere to go. I think, like, Justin ran, like, 31 routes, and Jillian Alexander was on him for 20 of them. Gave up one catch. That's what we want to see, though. Like, you got to see those, like, in primetime moments, it got to be iron yes, on sir. iron, man. It got to be, like, that's what we watch football for. Right he now. called it a fluke game. And it showed up and backed it all the way up. He said, he's a good player, but I'm a great corner. He said, watch your mouth calling me a good corner. Hey, confidence player. <laughs> Yo, my new favorite player. That dude is absolutely <laughs> crazy. All right, let's get into the MVP race because we split on the MVP race, and here's where it's at. T.O. said Mahomes. I just know Sam went Joe Nah, nah, nah. T.O. went Mahomes. Me and Sam went Jayla Hurts. Okay. It's a 2-1 for Hurts. I was saying Jayla Hurts before the season started, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It's just, the, the thing that gets me with Mahomes is that he really is doing it without Tyreek Hill, too. Like, Okay. I mean, but Jayla Hurts is definitely balling. He deserves, like, I can see them being, like, two finalists. I can see that. So I think Jalen Hurts and Mahomes were neck and neck, and I think Jalen Hurts actually took the lead when he stopped playing games because the knock on him was his team is so amazing. Mahomes' team is not, right, and that his team is carrying him to all those wins while Mahomes has to carry his team. And then mm -hmm. we saw Gardner Minshew get in there, and it ain't looked the same. It didn't. It looked like it looked like he might have been carrying them boys just as much as they were carrying him. And I think missing games helped Jalen Hurts' narrative. If he comes back and plays week 18, he should run away with it. Because like mm -hmm. he's played 15 games so far. Lamar won the MVP in 2019 playing 15 games. Rodgers won the MVP in 2011 playing 15 games. And 15 guys have won the MVP playing 14 or less games. Like OJ, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, Emmitt Smith. Like Elway won it, won it playing 12. So, like, it hurts for me. Like, I can't. I can see that, though. I can see it. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with that. I, I really don't. <laughs> okay. That's vibes. That's vibes. Let's talk about the next place we split. 
And you 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 know this split is defensive player of the year, T.O., because you were almost on our side. It was I just almost unanimous. Go there. I just it was almost go. unanimous. <laughs> Yo. So I'm, glad, I'm just glad I wasn't the only one who voted for him. Thank God. <laughs> I just <laughs> hey listen, you seen the text message. It just ain't, it just don't sit right with my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> It don't sit right. Yo, Tio has made a moral decision to not vote this man for defensive player. I thought about it the same way. I was like, hmm. (laughs) Can I do it? Can I do it? (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, I had to go with Nick Bosa. But I mean, it did hurt a little bit. Mm -hmm. Me and Sam said Bosa. Tio said Parsons, who Parsons was my honorable mention. Like, he has 13 sacks, right? And the reason. The reason I'm going to go Parsons personally, right, is we know his impact on the game, but also his versatility. Like, this man will play any position on the defensive line, and then he'll go cover receivers and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's the best pass coverage linebacker, but, I mean, the man is a freak of nature athlete. And, I mean, it's just, to me, the versatility, on top of other reasons, is why I'm going to give it to Parsons. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sam, what had you going Bosa over Parsons? Man, it's just the way that he's led San Francisco's defense this year to being just the best rush defense in all of football. And the versatility had me wanting to lead to lean Parsons and just like Micah Parsons seems like I'm kind of a cooler dude than Nick Bosa, but also maybe not with the whole Brittany Griner shit. (laughs) 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 They were calling him Maga Parsons for a second, so it might not be that different. Hey, we get money. They say money changes people. Hopefully not. Hey, I mean, look. If if just like I would Bosa because he's leading the league in sacks, has it's leading the best defense in the league. But like, man, I can't argue against Tio's initial reason for not <laughs> So so that's gonna like that's just gonna leave me in a odd place here. Let's go to our next split decision. And this one is offensive rookie of the year. Tio again on the bottom. But this time he's going with Kenneth Walker from the Seattle Seahawks for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Me and Sam went for Garrett Wilson of the Jets to create a 2-1 decision and get Garrett Wilson over Kenneth Walker. What made your decision for you, T.O.? See, nothing against Garrett Wilson. You know, he I feel like he's a really good player already, you know, in the league. Um, does a lot for his team, definitely. I just, for me... I just feel like Kenneth Walker has more of an impact on his team than Garrett Wilson. Now, it could be quarterback quarterback play definitely plays a big factor in that. I would definitely say that because we all know Zach Wilson is incompetent, right? But (laughs) we also got to remember, I feel like Seattle leaned heavily on Kenneth Walker already. Like, And, I mean, his production was just – Insane. Whether he was running the ball, catching the ball, I just feel like as an overall running back coming into the league and having that big of an impact already, I just feel like he had more of a – personally, I just feel like he had more of an impact and obviously they're winning games. So, Okay. 
That's valid. Kenneth, I think Kenneth Walker, they relied on Kenneth Walker more in Seattle than the Jets relied on Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Mine was between Garrett Wilson and Kenneth Walker, too. And I think if Kenneth Walker hadn't got hurt, that he would probably have edged it out for me. But Garrett Wilson got over 1,000 yards playing, like, several games with Zach Wilson. Nine. Um, nine. Nine. The answer is nine. That's I wrote that I'm down. I wrote that's that insane. down. How did you get 1,000 yards with Zach Wilson as the quarterback for nine of those games? That's insane. I'm not going to lie. Like, his play was historically <laughs> atrocious. Like, not Elijah just bad. air. Yeah. Like, his, <laughs> his performance wasn't bad. It was historically atrocious. Yeah. And he put up a K with that dude with playing nine games. It's half the season. That's the, that's the thing that did it for me. Because, like, the offensive line in Seattle is good now. Like, they rebuilt it with the draft picks that they got from the trade with Denver. Mm -hmm. they, those, those players are solid. So that helps Kenneth Walker. Zach Wilson for nine games is a detriment to Garrett Wilson. That's what, and like he had to fight through barriers to get this performance off for this season. <laughs> and they were not small ones. <laughs> That's what and that, like I wrote down that is D hop energy. Yeah. Being able to put up one K with, like with Zach Wilson for nine games. And that's what and that's what made the decision for me. Let's move to um defensive rookie of the year. I'm surprised how, we don't have a unanimous decision. Yeah, how is this one it's not unanimous? It's a split and I'm on bottom. And let's talk about it. Yeah, defensive let's talk rookie about it. of the year. Sam and Tio went with Sauce Gardner. Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I went with Aiden. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, okay. sir. I went with Aiden Hutchinson, absolutely, and I will let y'all talk about Ahmad Sauce Gardner and why y'all had him over Aiden Hutchinson. I, I can vouch for Aiden. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, but for me, I went with Sauce because personally, for him to go games without people throwing at him as a rookie, like, and I mean, he was doing it, you know, against some really good receivers, too going out there competing and playing at a very high level against some good, really good competition. So it wasn't just like he was playing no slap leagues out there either. So, like I said, the biggest thing for me, too, is for him to be pretty much a lockdown corner as a rookie. And people don't even throw at you. Like, as a rookie, they're not throwing at you. That's 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 a lot of respect. Yeah. For me, uh, I just feel like corner is so difficult. And to be – not only uh, one of the best players in your class, but already one of the best players of the position to be named a pro, pro bowler and to be a huge part in just turning the Jets around as a defense and turning them into a really good defense in the league. Uh, I feel like Aiden Hutchison's had a huge impact as well, especially as the season's gone on. But it seems like from day one, Sauce entered the building and was already like knocking on the door of elite corner status. And that's arguably the hardest position to play in the whole league. So yeah, for me, that edges it out for him is being a pro bowler and being a leader on a really good defense, I think is what gives it, uh, gives it to me. Okay. Bye. I can vouch for Aiden though. Cause they, they winning games too though. So like mm -hmm. he's clearly impact winning. So that's huge. 
But also, Sauce is doing the same thing, too. So, I mean. Here's the thing. And this goes back to our No Huddle episode where we talked about these players. I can't give it to Sauce. If I wanted to give it to Sauce, I'd give it to Tariq Wolin. And I'm saying this. I think Tariq Wolin's season is better than Sauce's. And I said this before, man. And I just think it's different because Sauce plays in New York, so his media coverage is better. Look at this. He plays in New Jersey. I mean, but I, it's the New York Jets. <laughs> but when you look at it, though, like Tariq Woolen, what he has more interceptions. He has four more interceptions, right? He has a better passer rating. Like when quarterbacks target Woolen, their passer rating is almost like it's like 12, 13 points worse than when they target Sauce. Okay. Like, however. You got to also factor into this as well that there were some games that Sauce won't even get the balls thrown at him either. Yeah, but that should that should make it easier for you. Like mm. each ball tossed your way affects the things. Like Sauce's completion percentage is fifty one percent. He gives a fifty one. But if you got less chances, your percentage might be higher. Hey, look, that's the thing for me. I think they're just so close, and also like. Wolin has scored in the TD this year. The Aiden Hutchinson, for me, is just different, bro. He has seven and a half sacks, three interceptions, which also is somehow more than Sauce Gardner. I just want you to understand that. <laughs> I just want you to understand that. Uh, the, the edge rusher has more interceptions than Sauce Listen, Gardner. One of them, he was standing on the sideline. The quarterback threw it right to him. I don't know what the hell the quarterback was looking at. Hey, now. I hey, respect now. it, though. He got hey, it. Now. He got hey, it. Now. And, and the big thing for me, the big difference is the – whole Jets defense is good, right? Which makes Sauce's job easier. If the rush is getting to the quarterback, affecting, it makes your job easier. The Detroit Lions defense is not good on a whole. In fact, they were like the league's worst defense and largely turned it around because of Aiden Hutchinson's improved play. He did have, like I said, he impact winning for sure, but I mean, we can't. Sit here and I like Sauce in the Pro Bowl line. So, sauce is amazing. I'm not saying he's not. We're talking about the three best defensive rookies in the league. And yeah. I'm just saying Sauce has more help than Aiden Hutchinson to create a good defense. Agree. I agree that. I agree on that. But it's not like before Sauce got there, the Jets were an elite or good defense. Like they were uh they've always improving, had a good defense. Improving improving last year, and he's not the sole reason, but He's a big part of it. Having like sure. an elite pass coverer out there definitely helps in improving that part too. Absolutely. I'm not like I'm just saying it's more so that unit was always good. The Lions unit was bad. Like yeah, bottom I don't think of that... the league bad. And Aiden Hutchinson's play was a large reason why they turned it around from bottom of the league bad to middle of the pack to top of the league good and went on a huge win streak to where if they win this week, they could be in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like us arguing about this would be more entertaining, but I really do feel like there's not really a wrong answer with these three. That's like we we could be like, "Oh, you're an idiot for taking one or the other," but it's really I I feel like you're it's totally reasonable to take any of these these three. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so Sam had a comeback player of the year. We did not, but he chose Geno Smith, and I'm never going to argue against that. I would have chose the same person. The facts, facts, facts. I think Saquon is like maybe leading in terms of odds, but I feel like that's favoritism. Like, yeah, I feel like yeah, Geno. Did he play last year and play okay? He just wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, his comeback the thing was Saquon. 
not a knock against him, but he needs a lot of volume to produce. Hey, yeah. I mean, they got volume to pass around there because nobody else really <laughs> open. <laughs> Sam had a coach of the year. I had a different one. T.O. Will tiebreak. Okay. All right. Sam had Nick Sirianni. Okay. What's your art for Nick Sirianni, my guy? Man, the Eagles have just looked incredible all year, and he's just – well, one, my dad taught with his dad at Southwestern High School in upstate New York. His dad was a football coach there. So uh, a little bit of, like, favoritism or, you know, my uh, a little bit of favoritism there. But regardless, I just feel like the – They've just been a machine this year, and there were a lot of questions coming in whether Jalen Hurts was good enough to live up to the weapons, to live up to the hype. And I feel like the system that they've put in place has ensured that, one, they were right to see that uh, how good he was going to be. But even if he wasn't amazing. The system that they've set up in place means that he can just be good enough and that offense will still thrive. He is able to score points in a bunch of different ways on the ground, in the air. And I think that them going to get him weapons and just like plugging them in the right way and it resulting in them being the most dominant regular season team up until the point Jalen Hurts uh, gets injured a few weeks ago. Um, I just like seeing everything that they kind of had in theory play out into practice. So I feel like that's a lot of that is coaching, even though they do have the talent, you got to use those pieces the right way. And I feel like they've done everything right in that regard. Okay. I can agree with that for sure. I went with Brian Dable. He's nine, six and one and the giants are in the playoffs. The giants were so bad they were punting on third down last year. <laughs> yeah, I like that pick a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I got to say more. Like, he yeah. is working with so much less, and I think that's what coaching is all about. Like, yeah. Eagles got – you talk – the Eagles are stacked, stacked. Like, yeah, you're yeah, – like, yeah. Sirianni's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but it is so much easier to be a good coach with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown – and you can't name me a Giants receiver that's as good as the third guy on the Eagles roster. I like oh, Gary. They got a $70 million man over there who won't catch no passes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying, like, the, the Eagles are so stacked that Sirianni's job is so much easier than yeah. Brian Dable is. And that's yeah. why I give it to Dable. I like that, honestly. I feel like you couldn't go wrong with Sirianni. You couldn't go wrong with Dable. But I also feel like you can't go wrong with a Doug Peterson either. Mm. And I don't know if I want to just keep it a three-way split <laughs> and go Doug Peterson. But for the sake of the argument, I'll go – I'm going to go with Dable just because he's working with less um, and having success. I definitely can go – I don't feel like you you go wrong either way. Like, I can, I can vouch for Sirianni and I can also vouch for Dable. But for the sake of – Doing more with less and making the playoffs. I mean, that's that's huge. When's the last time we seen the Giants in playoffs? Uh, the OBJ boat year, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So 
I just feel like doing more with less, getting them boys back to the playoffs is, you know, it's insane. And I mean, Doug Peterson was shoot, you know, doing his thing down there and close to getting them boys in the playoffs. So, hey, if they win this week, they're in. That's what I'm saying. They're close. Yeah. I don't want to jinx them. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go too too far. I mean, uh, okay, vibes, vibes. That's our NFL Awards slate. Uh, you know, holla at us. Let us know if you think we got any of them absurdly wrong. Let's go with the game of the week real quick. For the game of the week, I actually have, like, two of them, and they're both here for the same reason. It is the first one is definitely going to be the Lions versus the Packers, right? It's like a win and end game. The Lions and the Packers have both been very hot towards the end of this season. Like, they are really out here killing shit. Like, the Packers are in a win, and they are automatically in the playoffs. They don't need anybody else to do anything else. The Lions are not in the same situation. They need some help even if they win the game. And I just think that, like, this is a game where both teams are at their apex at the right time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, at the right time, they are both really – hot and i think it's just going to be a good game i think it's we all walk into this game thinking yeah the packers have the vikings number because the packers have had the nfc north's number for such a long time that like what can you really expect from them mm-hmm. but i'm i'm really gonna think that the lions are gonna give it a really good fight it's gonna be a very close game and it's gonna look it's gonna look interesting my honorable mention for the same reason as titans v jags but it seems like Josh Dobbs is starting over Malik Willis again. For that's a, a good move, though. Oh, let me hear. He look, Josh Dobbs looked really good last week. Like I'm not gaslighting him. He looked really good. And then, if you think, let's think back to when the Titans played. If I'm not mistaken, the Chiefs. They went the whole game without a receiver catching the pass, and then they lose in the overtime. Like, if, if I mean, if your quarterback, I understand they at the time didn't have the best receivers, right? But you got Josh Dobbs out there with the same guys, and it looks completely different as far as the passing game. So, me personally, man, like, I like Malik Willis, and I'm glad he got to get some experience in, but I think for now, right now, Josh Dobbs has to be the guy right now. No Tannehill. I mean, Josh Dobbs. I mean, they, they threw him in. And it, this was on some Baker Mayfield's type stuff. They got him from the Lions practice squad, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Came in. I mean, he's a very smart guy. But came in, got the playbook down, starting, going out there. And, I mean, he he, he looked really good. I'm not going to lie. He, he did look like also. the smartest guy on the field. I will not lie. So, both of them are you winning, you're in, because the winner takes the division for them. And I think that's going to be real interesting. Like, I do want to see Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. But, like, yo, if you lose to Josh Dobbs, who's been in the playbook for, like, a <laughs> week weeks. and a half. I, is it actually two weeks? Because he had, like, two days before the yeah, first yeah. game. Right. It's like a week and a, If you lose to Josh yeah. Dobbs, who had, like, a week and a half in this playbook, after building this thing the whole season, I mean, that's just kind of on y'all. It is. I think this. this – I mean – it's right for the picking right now. I, I think, I think honestly, I think the Jazz can pull it out. Honestly, I think they can. I mean, Evan Ingram has been coming on to, you know, Travis Etienne is, mm-hmm. you know, they traded away James Robinson. They say Travis Etienne is him. He's look, he's playing like it. 
That's what I'm saying. I mean, Christian Kirk has been, you know, he ain't good Christian showing. Kirk money good, but he, he yeah, good. you know, he he been showing up too. You know, they got some good playmakers out there, and I mean, the defense. I ain't saying they're the best, but I mean, they get the job though. <laughs> yeah, Josh Dobbs will have Derrick Henry this time though, so that's gonna make his yeah. job like five times easier than it was last week. Definitely, it's like you can just turn around. And I boy over <laughs> the play action. They're gonna respect it way more. Like sure. in fact, they're probably gonna oversell on the run on play action. Like his job should be easier with Derrick Henry. So I think that's gonna be a really good game. Might see some more RPOs or uh, read options type stuff as well. Mm. Like you got Derrick Henry back because I mean you gotta respect mm-hmm. that choo choo train coming at you. <laughs> facts, facts. What's popping, Sam? Can you all hear me? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hit us up with the news. Okay, so like we say every week, this stuff changes every day. The NFL is like crazy with injuries, especially going into the last week of the season. People are sitting. A lot of these games uh, either don't matter because teams have their spots locked up or they've like given up. So a lot of this is related to that. So the Bears have ruled out Justin Fields for this week's games versus the Vikings. Nathan Peterman is going to start in the season finale. For the Commanders, we like we said earlier, they're going to start Sam Howell at quarterback week 18. They've been eliminated from playoff contention after starting Carson Wentz last week. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried, I tried to shoot my boy some bail, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's your man's. <laughs> he is now. That's a didn't he win MVP? That's a former MVP, right there. Uh, No, 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 no. He was the guy who almost won the MVP. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was his claim to fame. Almost getting that job. (laughs) (laughs) Although he was playing like crazy good that season. Like I'm not even gonna cap. Like he was, he was otherworldly that season. He really, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. Oh oh, wait. (laughs) Hey. All right. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, for the the Dolphins. Miami, the Dolphins. <laughs> Tests revealed a dislocated pinky finger on his throwing hand, but no broken fingers. Um, they're going to wait to see if he can play this week versus the Jets. Um, and if the swelling isn't too bad, he will go. Um, he was limited in practice today. Tua did not practice. He's still in concussion protocol, they signed Mike Glennon to their practice squad, so watch out. But if uh, Teddy cannot start, then Skylar Thompson is going to get the start. He got to start earlier this season when both Teddy and uh, – or he got to play earlier this season when both Teddy and Tua were out with concussions. He also has his own merch, so unfair. Oh, um, so if you ever see someone out in some Skylar Thompson merch – just he's not bad though. The, the side note, he's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the way their offense is set up, if Waddle and Hill play this week, that just gives him a lot of runway to be able to do stuff. But if they don't, then it could look a little weird. I mean, they gotta play because they I mean, right now they well, they gotta win and other people gotta lose for them to get in. So I mean Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if they miss the playoffs again with the winning record after firing um, 
the Flores. guy Flores. I'm not going to say I'm going to be insufferable, but I am going to be insufferable. <laughs> like, let me just be real with you when I say I'm going to be insufferable, because that is that is the greatest karma the world has ever known. Like, oh, so so so, so <laughs> you ousted this man for little to no good reason to have the same season. Pretty much. Hey, maybe there are a few Tua concussions away from having a different season. But... No, they, they that, have okay, Tua concussion that... away from him being an analyst is what they have. Well... <laughs> hey, Yo! No, I mean, he right there, bro. Like, he might need to consider it at this point. I don't know how good the analysis would be. Oh, bro, he had like three, four concussions this season. Oh, man. That we know of. Oh man, like you're not wrong, but like that's bad. Kind of wrong for that, my guy. Think about like, it. Like, I'm not wishing no concussion on him. I don't want him to get another concussion, but I don't I think mean, you are. I think that's the worst part. It's like you don't really have to be wishing him wrong to be right. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's just at this point, you know. And, and shout out Demar Hamlin as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we forgot to do that at the Carl. top. Thank you. But I mean, let's just look at at the end of the day. It's an entertainment business, but these are real human beings. And so, end of the day, as the NFL, the Dolphins organization, who you know he's your right now your franchise quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to say when is enough enough. Like even if. Like, yeah, as bad as we want you to play for us and, you know, you're our guy, I mean, we care about you as a human. We care about you and your longevity, your life. And so, you know, especially if you, when, you, when we take a look at the more recent CTE has, you know, ha- has been popping up and all the issues as far as, you know, couldn't suicide and just dying early, you know, unexpectedly. So at the end of the day, we at some point we got to think about longevity, you know, health over, you know, past football. So life beyond football is what we have to be taking a look at. And, you know, reality and, and trying to be honest and not even, you know, not even being funny about it. But, you know, just that's what, honestly, we have to look at it. It's life beyond football, the human. That's valid. All right, where we at, player? The Cardinals have given up. On their season, they have a ton of injuries. Kyler Murray had uh, surgery for ACL reconstruction and a meniscus repair. They announced that that surgery was successful. Colt McCoy has a concussion. He didn't practice today. James Conner didn't practice. Robbie Anderson didn't practice. DeAndre Hopkins is not playing Sunday in their game against the 49ers. Uh, So, yeah, Cardinals have given up after a really, really disappointing season. Um, and they're banged up. Uh, they're all banged up at the end of the year. What would you know? Um, so, uh, is he a free agent after this season? I will check. That's what I'm looking at. Coming oh, to England. Right. <laughs> Coming to England. Please. Hey, you did hear Bill talking to boy. He was like, hey, you know, I, I've always been a big fan of your game. Hey, you <laughs> I apologize. I wasn't familiar. <laughs> yeah, he can, I think he can get out. I think he, he can be. A free agent, if I'm not mistaken, this year. Mm. I'll try. Definitely should leave. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, for the Ravens. Potential out 2020. Oh, my bad. My bad. No, no, no. You're all good. I was just saying potential out 2023, three-year, $54 million. So 22.6 dead cap. So I think he can. But is that an out for the team or out for him? I think that's an out for the team. I have to look. They're definitely not going to opt out of that if it's for the team. Most NFL outs are team outs. They don't really do probably other options. Yeah. The like player option is the NBA thing. Usually it's a team out because that's what's about that's a that's what's about to get Derek Carr. They have a they have the same a similar style out in Derek Carr's contract, but like they actually want to get rid of boys. So like Oh, he's yeah. not restricted until twenty twenty five. So mm-hmm. yeah. That'll do it. I mean, who knows? I don't think they're gonna rebuild anytime soon, so they're not letting my gag go. Yeah. Um, for the Ravens, Lamar didn't practice today, still dealing with a knee injury. Uh, and Tyler Huntley was limited in practice, dealing with a right shoulder um, and wrist issue. They expect that Tyler Huntley will be ready to go um, in the game against the Bengals this week, but they have not said anything about Lamar's status as far as they get that game goes. Um, so that'll have big <laughs> – that'll have big implications, but – uh, do you what do y'all think the Lamar's free agency looks like after missing so much time? They don't change nothing. Anybody like, that has the opportunity to get him, I think. I mean, you gotta try. Yeah, that's the truth. Like, I think that's the real truth of it all. Like, no matter what happens, Lamar is still Lamar, and it's not like he had an ACL tear. Yeah. It's not like he tore his Achilles. Like. There ain't nothing that happened to Lamar that could ever justify changing your opinion on who he is as a player. I think he's just yeah. playing it safe, and that's why he's not coming back. Yeah. Because so you he think that too? Preserve he need to preserve himself because hey, I ain't locked in no long term deal yet. I'm not going to go out here and potentially oh now, um, I don't blew my ACL or you know some significant injury. And end of the day, this man about to go on a OBJ tour. I mean. Every team, I believe any and every team that has opportunity will be trying to get Lamar because But we know the Ravens will tag him. I mean they 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 done went and got Sammy Watkins again. This man don't want to be there. Uh, uh, who said anything about what he wants? I said we know <laughs> the Ravens are gonna tag him, right? They're gonna have to pay him like forty five million dollars. And for some reason, they're going to pay that all guaranteed instead of just paying the long-term money. So, like, if they tag him and then they tag him again and then they have to give him a cut, like, that's that's the thing. The tag only works in their favor if you fall off. Yeah. They got to pay that man. And I don't blame him, honestly, because, I mean, he came out with a lot of proof this season, came out, and, I mean, he was MVP, you know, towards the beginning of the season. And so, and to now to be at this point, I feel like, honestly, he's preserving himself. Like, y'all see that y'all need me. Like, we not going to be winning games or winning comfortably without me. Like, it looks like a shit show without me, so. Look, you're not wrong. I was going to ask if you thought that was the case, but, hey, you just came with this, so. <laughs> I mean, so why not? Well, I'm not, I'm, look, I get you it, think- I'm just. I don't think look question. Do you think Lamar feels like the Baltimore Ravens can win the Super Bowl? No. Okay. So why the hell am I gonna be out here risking 
an injury when I'm trying to get paid. Hey, some people say love of the game. Some people say, uh, what's that? He love the game. Say? He love the game, but hey, it's business. Not for hey. free. Hey, look, I ain't mad at it. I'm just move. saying, some people say love of the game. Some people say loyalty to the team, even though the team ain't really showing it to him. Like, it's always I, like that, though. When you when you look at these these franchises, whether it's NBA, NFL, it's always the team and the franchise being able to get over on the players. But hey, business is business. If you can treat it like business, why can't I? That Kawhi, Kawhi is the main. Look, look at Kawhi, Mister Low Management himself. Yo. Business is business. Hey, I'm going to preserve my body. That's what he say, right? So, hey, why Lamar can't do it? <laughs> I, look, I'm not I'm not going to say Lamar can't do it. I'm just saying, like, uh, what am I trying to say exactly? I'm trying to say that if it was ever confirmed that that's what Lamar was doing, mm-hmm. it is going to be, like, it's a firestorm in the media. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say about it. Like, if if, like, we can ever get, like, OG confirmation on this is what Lamar was actually doing. It's a firestorm. It will be for sure. But hey, business is business. I was hurt. Business is business. I look, hey, you can't, hey, you can't start with I was hurt and then be like, but you know, business is business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can be both. Why not? I was hurt, but also I'm trying to lock in this long term deal. Like, I don't gotta tell you that. You know I'm just saying, if you hurt, ain't no reason to say business is business. That's that. That's, that's really true what too. it is. That's if you true hurt, too. there ain't no reason to say business is business. Because like I'm just hurt. There ain't nothing else to talk about. That's true. But we didn't like, see guys yeah. sit down and not play until that contract get done. Like Debo was about willing to do it this year. And I mean, you got plenty of other players. You know, the same way. So, and I respect it honestly. Like, hey, at some point, we got to stop giving all these franchises and teams all this power over the players. Like, it already starts with, first of all, you don't even get to choose where you get to go. Like, you know, going to college, for example, I can choose where I want to go. Yeah, but that's all sports. Like, that's just like, there's there's no way to yeah, make yeah. a competitive league without I'm just that. I'm just saying, though, like, as far as that goes, and then, hey, like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a free agent now, or I'm about to be, and you tag me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here no more, and you tag me. You don't want to. You don't respect me. I didn't carry this franchise. You don't want to give me a long term deal. That's that's what I got to say about it. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the tag stuff. Like I've called the franchise tag indentured servitude. People really did not enjoy that metaphor. Uh, I still think it's so it's very apt and valid. Like mm-hmm. the franchise tag is indentured servitude. It's very well paid indentured servitude. While we talking about this, right? Quick off topic, but on topic. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that Devontae Adams is gone as well? If Derek Carr is gone, I believe he will request a trade. And by request, I mean demand. And by demand, I mean... <laughs> yes, yeah, by... back to the Packers. I mean... He might, but like I don't know what that trade looks like. Like, I think... He'd be open to go to many other places, including possibly the place that Derek Carr goes. Like, True. like I just think he's like he said in the interview, he is the only reason why I came here. That's a fact. We know that though. <laughs> like, and the messed up part is, like you said in the previous episode, Derek Carr is being used as a scapegoat. It wasn't necessarily his play that was making his team lose games. 
they lost the game in the same exact way when he wasn't playing. Like, it wasn't a new way to lose for the Raiders. It was an old way to lose for the Raiders. It's and insane, bro. It's insane for them to be going through this. Some more turmoil already again. Like, y'all been constant negative turmoil these past couple seasons. Like, But you had to – you have to think that they knew – that like mans would want out if they did this. They had to be willing to be okay with that then. So yeah. And and they might just be willing to be like, nah, B, you here. We just <laughs> paid you how much? You here. You here. And he gonna be like, I ain't doing it. You think he'll sit out? Hey, listen, he already paid. That ain't the problem. I, I'm just asking, like he has to sit out then if you believe that. He ain't gonna want to be there. They're not if they're not in a position to draft the top quarterback that's going to make them competitive. So, sure. he not going to want to be there playing with Jared Stidham. Let's be honest. <laughs> Josh McDaniels, he loved Jared Stidham. Ass boy, listen. <laughs> he loved Jared Stidham. Devontae Adams is not going for that. Like, I'm not saying I'm hating on Jared Stidham. I think he got talent, but. Devontae Adams not trying to play with a, you know, a guy that's not already him, pretty much. Like, that he, he want to go to a guy that's going to – I know I can count on Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get me to rock. Even if he ain't getting me to rock, he's a really good quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I think. First. Okay. I mean, you're not lying. You told no lies. <laughs> uh, We're interrupt the Sam 100 times. My bad, my bad. Yeah, sorry. What you got next, player? <laughs> Oh, just to round out the news, actually kind of related to this. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't participate in practice today. Um, he's dealing with a right thumb and knee soreness. Aaron Jones also is limited. Same with Christian Watson. Their eight and eight have kind of resurged back into the conversation. So whether they can play this week a lot could have big implications. They could end nine and eight and still not get into the playoffs. They have to have. Uh, some things go their way as well. Um, but I think that should be it for – I think the rest of the news we can talk about in the five flies. So, I think that's it for the news, honestly. Okay. All right. Then we have the no huddle next. All right. So, this week, just one – since we're going heading into the playoffs and we're talking about, you know, playoff contention and things of that nature, we just wanted to go – a little different and just ask some questions on you know tell me what you guys think so first question here so the Vikings are 11 and 0 they have 11 no record and one score games is that a looming problem uh, what do you mean by looming problem because like I that's think gonna the- come to bite them in the ass Pretty much, it's it's it's, it's waiting to bite him in the ass. Because I mean, all these games, as far as regular season, really, I mean, obviously it, it means something, but it don't mean nothing come playoff time. Yeah. But we we know a lot of their games have been close, one score games. But when they lose, they getting their ass whooped. So <laughs> it is. Is it a lunar issue for them as far as? You know, being 11 and 0 at this point in one score games. You want to go first, Sam? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I think they're going to have a tough time in the playoffs versus the Eagles and the 49ers specifically. 
Um, yeah, I think their offense is really good, but their defense is having to do too much in terms of keeping them in close games, especially against good offenses like that. I think it's going to come back to bite them. Okay. What you think, Ant? All right. So, for me, I'm going to say no. Like, I do – I don't believe the, like, Vikings are frauds narrative. This isn't like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't believe the Vikings are like the best team in the NFC. I don't believe the Vikings are the second best team in the NFC, right? But I don't think the Vikings are frauds. Like this isn't the Steelers from two years ago, where they have that. Like this isn't that, right? Okay, okay. Like I don't. This isn't that. I just think this is a situation where when they lose, they lose bad, bad. But they only lose bad, bad to really good teams. Besides, like. Green Bay, who's just like been good at the later half of things, not all season long. So I'm just like, I don't think if the Vikings win differential was better, mm-hmm. it would change my mind about how well they'll do in the playoffs. Okay. Like, I think they are who they are. They're a good team. They play a lot of close games and they're one of those teams that took a jump because last year they lost all those close games. This year, they're winning all those close games. Like, that's what you see when a team takes a step forward. Is that the close losses become close wins. They're still close, though. They're still close. They are still close, and you are not wrong. But that's what I'm just going to say. Like, if the game is close in the playoffs, at this point, you should have faith that the Vikings will win it because that's what they do. But their issue at the same time is playing against good teams. Look, they beat some good teams, lost to some good teams. You are telling zero lies about that, right? I'm just like, I'm not willing to panic on this shit. Like, it's just okay. not that serious to me. I feel so, like they're going to be all right. My thing with the Vikings, I feel like they go as Kirk Cousins goes. And, and that's a problem? That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> I knew I you were going to say that. I, I just... I just don't have no faith. I just and Kirk Cousins, like this got to be it, bro. There's no, there's no way y'all bring him back. Like, you don't like his chain? Hell no. <laughs> okay, who they, who they, who they, who they getting instead? I don't know, but Derek Carr, maybe Derek Carr. And get oh. Devontae Adams paired up with Jay Jettles on the on the <laughs> hey, Yo, if you could do that, valid. No complaints for me, but outside of that, like I'm not Jimmy. I take Jimmy G over Kirk Cousins. That's close. Uh, not for me, bro. Like I just like, is he really all that much better than Kirk Cousins, bro? Jimmy G win games. Kirk Cousins be selling. The mid is selling. (laughs) Kirk is out. (laughs) <laughs> You're not wrong. The mid is selling when Kirk is out there, but like y'all acting like these. Kirk he put is, up numbers during the season. But isn't he like a fourth round matters, pick? When it like when it matters, pick? when it matters, we know who's gonna sell. Okay, I mean, look, I ain't gonna argue with you. Like, hey, you'll I... figure out a way to beat the Saints in the playoffs, though. <laughs> Hey, they got a they they got something brewing for them. They got a vengeance for the Saints. Um, so our next topic here is: Are the Bengals the most dangerous team in the AFC? What do you what you think about that, Sam? 
Yeah, I think they are. Nine out of their last ten. I feel like they were going to beat Buffalo. Um, yeah, I just feel like they're – it's kind of similar to where they were last year. They're just the hottest team going into the end of the season. And they were able to turn that into a Super Bowl run when a lot of people thought they weren't better than, you know, your Kansas cities of the world. And it looks like they're even better this year. So, I think so. Okay. And what you, you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I can't, I can't shake that, man. Like, they're good. They're actually good. Like – and their slow start to the season makes sense because Burrow had no training camp because he had that procedure at the beginning, like right before the season started, or like mm-hmm. was rehabbing it. So like it makes sense that they started slow. Burrow was bad, but then Burrow like picked up steam, got his ish together, and now they're like kind of monsters. It was a little Super Bowl real. slump. It was a little Super Bowl slump. Uh, not, not like, like the Rams slump. I don't think they would have slumped if Burrow wasn't hurt and didn't miss time, too. Like, that's kind of the thing for me. Like, I don't think that they slump if, like, everything is normal for them going into the, like, new season. Like, I don't think they slump in that situation. And I think that's the scariest part is that the only reason why they slumped is because he didn't have a training camp. (laughs) Agreed. I think... I think I also agree as well. I, I think the Bengals definitely are the most dangerous team in the AFC, and it's crazy because we we gotta you know mention the likes of the Bills, Chiefs, and that's just crazy to sit here and say like yeah they're they're the most dangerous teams when you have teams that's of that caliber in the AFC. Um, Did the Bills scare y'all? I'm not so sure. The Bills were so much more scary at the beginning of the season than they are Listen, now. Yeah, yeah. Josh I mean, Allen started throwing picks like candy at a Halloween party. They're still really good, though. I mean, they're of still. Course, I mean, I mean that that offense paired with that defense, like fun fact, should still be true if I'm not mistaken. They're the only team that's had 100 rushing yards in every game. The Bills. Damn, that's I interesting. That at all. Yeah, neither would I, but that means Josh Allen is really putting in uh, him, him and Devin But that's some special work. But that offense paired with Josh Allen's playmaking ability, he just be doing some unorthodox stuff that you would just be like, sometimes, you know, it's like, what are you doing? But then you'd be like, oh, touchdown. So, yeah. I it, it, and it obviously, you know, we, we know how the Kansas City Chiefs be rocking. And it's just the Bengals, they just, I mean, honestly, they're a really good team. Like you say, they're, they're just a really good team. They're clicking at the right time. And I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see them AFC championship, Super Bowl potentially again. I would I wouldn't be surprised at all. So I like it. Uh so yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think the Bills are bad. I just think the Bills are like. I still think they're scary hell. We play them this week, and we can't make them up. Yeah, but y'all not good. So like, I ain't like that's not what we talking about. Like, just like we not gonna talk about my Bears right now because we not good. So like, all I'm trying to say, we decent. You know what I'm saying we all right. All right, and decent's gonna get you what. Ass whooped this weekend. 
I'm going to keep it a buck. We ain't making the playoffs, and I'm perfectly fine with that because our offense is some shit. I'm sick of it. I've been sick of watching it. I don't know. It's like Matt Patricia be over there twiddling his thumbs. Just, oh, what play we going to run next? You're just ready to not have to watch another week of it. Yes, I'm I'm so ready not to have to watch the offense. Like, and I, I'm gonna say it again. Like, we look so much better as far as offensive play calling when Bailey Zappi was playing. Yeah, that like was the, the crazy. play calling is night and day. Like Mac Jones, majority of the time is in shotgun. Bailey Zappi was running a lot of under center, handing the ball off, play action. Guys was wide open. Yeah, it so seems I, like I, they think Matt can't move at all. Like, I, and, I don't and he actually had a couple games where he was. Oh, he got hurt that game though. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna say. Like, I'm like he was moving at one game, but also <laughs> he got hurt that game. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't know what to do but with I that. If we gonna let him sling it, let's let him sling it. Like, I don't know what what play calls is, but it just ain't been the best play call in this. Dude, the best play call was that Jacoby Myers play. That shit was fire. Throwing <laughs> 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 it back to Mac, but a forward pass. All right, so we ain't gonna talk about these games because then Ramondre Stevenson fumbled next week. Pissed me off. <sighs> we should have beat the Bengals, but it is what it is. So the last topic here on our list. Which we actually talked about a little bit. So, y'all feel like the Packers are the, the biggest sleeper heading into the playoffs. So, considering they make the playoffs, I feel like out of the teams that are remaining, maybe they're the the biggest sleeper. They're coming on here late in the season. You got guys like Christian Watson coming on. Alan Lazard, he just makes plays, whether it's run blocking, you know, mm-hmm. red zone threat. He's a big body. So, what do what you guys think about that? Your favorite player played for them now. <laughs> that was cute. Uh, <laughs> like, look, I think Green Bay is like only scary in so far as like they exist and like they're not terrible, but like like what team I think teams want to play Green Bay. That's what I'll say. I think teams would like I to think get the Green Cowboys Bay. don't. I don't think the Cowboys want to play anybody because they just not like that. So, like, like, let's just chill on the Cowboys. They just not like that. So, like, fine. Not the Cowboys. But, like, I think other teams don't mind playing Green Bay because I think Green Bay as a team, even though their passing has become better, we know they have to run the ball or run the ball well to actually win games. Okay, and I think I, many I teams that. are set up to kind of handle that run game. It's tough, though. I mean, it ooh. ain't gonna be easy. Aaron Jones and AJ, AJ Dillon. It ain't gonna a, be. Listen, AJ Dillon, a big dude, bro. I don't want to hit him 15, 20 times a game. I ain't he ain't Derrick Henry, though. I, I mean, can just see them beating the Cowboys, like in my mind right now in the playoffs. I'm not gonna respond to that because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, 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 I said nothing to the contrary. I have zero faith in the Cowboys. That's why I said they're the biggest sleeper. Cowboys supposed to be one, one post, they're supposed to be one of the best teams in the NFL as a whole at this point in time. So, but you don't believe that. 
I didn't say that I said that was the best. But I just said you don't believe that. That's okay. all I said. Okay, I agree. And I think I think you agree with that. You <laughs> I, I definitely agree. That. I, I definitely Who's agree. Who's more slept on than the Packers? You would say coming into the playoffs. Is there a team that's like more slept on? Um, hmm. like at all, like period, or in the NFC? It, either way. Whew. I still have a. Mm, no, that's just not true. Uh, Maybe I was, Seattle. I was gonna say Seattle, but I think that might just not be true. Like I was gonna say Seattle, but there's a chance Seattle doesn't make it. That's true too. And like that's the thing. Like it's not all solidified, but like I would say Seattle is definitely up there. I think that like they're a really good team. Like when they're on their P's and Q's, it's gonna they're a hard team to beat, especially when Kenneth Walker is moving downhill. It makes it just. That's the reason why you had it for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Don't Maybe Niners. For Geno Smith. I don't think the Niners are slept on. Everybody's afraid of the Niners. I only say that because they don't have a for sure quarterback. And they're still afraid. And you're still afraid. That's what I'm trying to say. The Niners are the team that, like, you're still afraid. They're the team that you're like, well, it's Brock Purdy. But, like, I mean, how much does Brock Purdy <laughs> need to do to win? Is Brock like, lost a game? No, no. And they're like, yeah. well... Okay, what if the, what if we can make the game close and make Brock mm-hmm. Purdy have to beat us? Well, then Brock Purdy beat y'all. Yeah. Raiders made a game close, played inspiring football for the Raiders, and Brock Purdy said, "I got this." <laughs> like he did, he said, "I got this." Like, sure. I, I think you're afraid of the Niners. I don't think the Niners are slept on. I think, like like I said, almost everybody doesn't mind seeing the Packers or the Cowboys. To be fair, nobody wants to see the Niners. Okay, what about? I'm gonna go Bucks. Well, yeah, that yeah, they're probably more slept, slept on. on. Yeah, that's 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 valid. Even though I think for good reason. <laughs> they, <yeah. laughs> I mean, but if Tom and Mike Evans keep playing like that, hey, look, it's gonna be tough sledding for anybody. You just don't want to see Tom Brady. Period. Facts. I think I think we can all just be like, you just don't want to see Tom Brady at all because when, when, time, if he when it matters, when it matters, you don't want to. If he does it to you, everybody's like, well, what did you expect? It's, yeah. yeah. We yeah, expected the Bucks team we saw true. all year. What do you mean, what did we expect? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you see Aaron Rodgers and you're in the NFC Championship, at least you know he's going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> the only other team I can see is probably the Jaguars, and that's because they're still a young, emerging team. But, yeah. They give some good teams some really good fits, and you know, one you know, won some some games. It's like, oh wow, like okay, y'all hoop it, y'all ball it. Hey, I agree, <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. But well, yeah, we we good on the on that no huddle segment. There, man. Right. That, that was that was a good session right there. I like that. I like that. I like that. Y'all, it's Tony Playboy. Let's get right into the five fly with Sam. I'm gonna do the game of the week. Uh, we already did the game of the week, so we got the five fly with Sam. It was so hard to do a five fly this week because <laughs> finding five games that all that both teams are trying uh, is was kind of a task. So some of these games, we, had, we didn't pick a winner on a lot of them. So the first one I'm going to start with is one of the ones that it that we talked about before that has really high stakes: Titans at Jaguars. Right now, the Fanduel. Uh, projection for this game is the Jags are six-point favorites at home. 
Um, like we said, Joshua Dobbs is getting the start over Malik Willis for the Titans. Ryan Tannehill is out for the game. Trevor Lawrence was limited in practice today. He's dealing with a toe injury. Um, he looked really bad last week. He looked really bad this past week, at least fantasy-wise. No, he looked bad in the game, too. They were wondering why they didn't sit him because yeah. of how bad he was playing, and that was not an unfair question. So these two teams played on December 11th. The Jags won 36-22 to on the road. Tennessee's going to rely heavily on Derrick Henry. Um, and in that game a few weeks ago, he did well. He had – uh, 121 and a touchdown over seven yards of carry. So, um, what do y'all think? Do y'all think the Jags cover minus six? Would y'all stay away from the spread and just take money line on one of these teams? What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Jags, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Nah. I'm not taking it. You think Derrick Henry's gonna take him to the promised land, huh? No, I just think they cover the six. I'm not saying they'll win. I'm just saying they'll cover the six because, like, the Titans did look atrocious last week, but, like, they were also sitting a lot of guys. Like, like yeah. a lot of, like, four defensive starters, Derrick mm-hmm. Henry. Could have like, looked way worse, honestly. They, like, yes, I agree. So I'm, like, not of the mind of, like, oh, sell your Titan stock, right? Just because, like, they looked, they looked okay for what they were putting on the field. Like, that's what really did it for me. They looked okay for what they were putting on the field. I think they'll look okay again. I think having Derrick Henry makes things easier for them. They'll have their defense back together. And, like, Joshua Dobbs week two with D. Henry should look better. I will take the plus six. If I'm taking money line, I'm still taking the Jacks. Okay. I think – I'm kind of in between on on y'all's. I I also think the Jags will win. I don't know if they'll get it to six. So I think we, we're all in agreement there. I don't know where I would land on the spread, but I like that. Um, the next game is Jets at Dolphins. The Dolphins are a one-point favorite at home, um, which if you're watching last week, we talked about one of these teams being like a two or one and a half, one and a half point favorite at home normally means Vegas thinks they're going to lose because generally you get that three-point favorite boost at home if they if they think it's going to be a close game. So like we said earlier in the pod, Tua is not going to play. Teddy Bridgewater is questionable. Um, and that means that they could be going with third-string quarterback, and it's kind of the same situation they had – when they played in week five, the Jets blew them out. Um, in New Jersey, their quarterback play has been kind of shaky during this week. Um, the Jets' defense, I think, could be uh, in for a bounce-back game and uh, kind of getting Mike White back going could be, I think, enough for the Jets to win this game. What do you all Oh, the Jets beat them 40-17 to earlier this season. I can see the Jets winning this game with their really good defense. And, I mean, it's a one-point spread. I mean, I can Uh, see the Jets covering it. What's the – so, we got word on Jets quarterback. Is Mike White still? It's Mike White. Yeah, I'm 100% taking the Jets. Like, 
last week I wanted to take last week I was like Teddy Bridgewater can make it happen, right? I'm gonna take the Dolphins to cover. Then Teddy Bridgewater dislocates his finger. And earlier in the season, I'm just saying earlier in the season, I said the same thing and they got blown out because Teddy like Teddy Bridgewater is just not able to stay on the field. Like I think undeniably the Dolphins have had the worst quarterback health luck of the season. <laughs> for sure. Because sure. they're getting everybody. Niners? Okay. It's kind of the same. It's, it's, it is kind of the same, but it's like the Niners, I feel like, are a tad bit different because you expected that from Jimmy G a lot of bit. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but yeah. you kind of expected that from Jimmy G. That's kind of the less like kind of his shtick is getting hurt. <laughs> like, like it sounds rude as fuck too, but like y'all all know what I mean. Yeah, he does miss a, at least a little bit of time, pretty much every season. So that's like, not to say he's gonna miss the whole year or anything every season, but yeah. Yeah, so, like, you got to expect that from Jimmy G. The Trey Lance thing is, like, sad and, like, freak of nature type stuff. That sucks. But, like, Tua got concussed, like, at least three times. And Teddy Bridgewater, in the two games he was supposed to back him up in, (laughs) got hurt in both. (laughs) Like, it ain't ain't little. Like, it ain't little stuff that's hitting them. Like, they are getting rocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going with the Jets in this game too. Is that three yeah. zero for the Jets? Are we all? Yeah, yeah, we all three yeah. zero for the Jets. So the next game I got is Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay are four and a half point favorites at home. They've been one of the hotter teams in the league uh, lately. They're back at eight and eight. Are the Lions eight and eight also? Oh, let me see. Yeah, so both of these teams are 8-8. Eight and eight. This is like a pretty much a must-win game for both teams looking to get into the playoffs. Um, what do you all think? Do you all think that the Lions are able to complete their like comeback season from starting out as one of the worst defenses but, be- but one of the best offenses and putting it together? Or do you think Aaron Rodgers will give us more reasons to watch uh, it's minus four and a half. Uh, yeah, I, li- I like Pack. Go Pack. Go in this one. Um, I mean, a lot of all those injuries we were talking about earlier. I think those guys will play this week. Um, I mean, you got to play this week. This is this is what you play for, right? You go to playoffs. So I think those guys will play this week, and I I like them to cover the spread. Um, I just don't think I like. I really like the Lions come up, but I just don't think they're there yet. My head says Packers. My heart says Lions. <laughs> Fuck 12. <laughs> I, I, y'all know how I get down. Uh, so I hope the Lions beat the dog shit out of them. <laughs> like, I really do. Cause you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, you know, a lot of teams have prophesied our demise and who would run this division. And each year they end up being wrong. Well, you're still going to get second in the division, even if you win, bro. So. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> you both believe that if they both get into the playoffs, the Vikings and the Packers, the Packers are going further than the Vikings. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah. like, yeah. So that's that's a consolation win if you won the division and then they went further in the playoffs than you. So, like, 
I'm just saying, fuck 12. I hope they get the dog shit beat out of them. But if you're asking where you put your money, I put it on the Packers. Yeah, me too. I, th- I think I just have the same exact sentiment there. Um, so defeated. That's just gross. The next game we got is Ravens at Bengals. The Bengals are minus seven. Seven point favorites at home. They are the best team against the spread this year. Uh, I think they're 11 and three and one against the spread or something like that. Okay. Um, they obviously didn't have an outcome to the game last week, so that doesn't factor in. But Bengals have been the best team against the spread, been the hottest team in the NFL uh, over the last, like, two months. And the Ravens are missing Lamar and maybe even Tyler Huntley as well. Yeah, it's so, a dog on, on them. It, it's going to be more than seven points. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially with the result of the Bills game still being up in the air, I think the Bengals will keep the foot on the gas and not be sitting people. Um, especially, do y'all remember if the Ravens won the first game this season? I feel like they did. Uh, if it was early in the season, almost definitively, because the Bengals couldn't buy a win to save their lives. Yeah. And Lamar was hooping. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was. Uh, Bengals, Ravens, Ravens won by two on October 9th. Yeah. So there is obviously uh, seeding implications with that as well, wanting to tie up the season series, even though the Bengals, I think, will inevitably win the division no matter the outcome of the game. Uh, they'll still want to do that as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's true. The Ravens are 10 and six, the Bengals mm-hmm. are 11 and four. Because the Bengals don't have a game yet, so they mm-hmm. can. If the Ravens win this game, then it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because then the Bengals. What happens with that other game can determine the Bengals losing the division. Yet, I've right? seen that they're thinking about giving both teams a tie. Then the Bengals would lose the division. Yeah, exactly. The so they yeah, need right. to beat the Ravens in this game for seeding purposes, assuming that that's the case. Mm-hmm. So are we all taking Bengals minus seven? Yeah, bro. No, this one isn't even close. (laughs) Like, bro, like I like Tyler Huntley. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I think the Ravens offense is constructed like dog shit. And the only reason why it was producing points is because Lamar Jackson is a generational talent. And Tyler Huntley is a great player. I got nothing bad to say about dude. He just ain't Lamar Jackson. And like, to be fair, nobody is really Lamar Jackson besides Lamar Jackson. So that's right. not on him. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so like just that's just like a tough spot for him to be in. Like it it's it's no good. It's no good yeah. at all. I feel yeah. yeah. The last game <laughs> the last game we got Browns at Steelers. Pittsburgh, two and a half point favorites at home. Eight and eight, trying to secure the streak of 500 or better seasons. Um, Do y'all think they can hold on to it, or do y'all think that Deshaun, after kind of getting back into a rhythm last week, can carry that over to a Browns win this week? Hey. (laughs) Um. Sorry, 
Uh, I would love to see it. <laughs> I would too. I, I would love too. to see it. I ain't gonna lie. I Billy. would too, Billy. Yeah, I'm sorry. You were speaking, but Billy's comment was fired, so I kind of, I kind of got a little distracted. But you said Brown Steelers. I listened to that. Um, I did not catch the um, what you call it though, the spread. Oh, it's Steelers it. at home minus two and a half, favored by two and a half points. I can see that. I take because it because Mike Tomlin is not having a losing season. Yeah, he he not going. Exactly, exactly yeah. the same reason why I was here. <laughs> he not going. Like it's this close. He not going. I think Deshaun had a good game, but who did they play last week? Like I don't think they played anybody particularly impressive last week. Shoot, when they played the Texans, the defense won in the game because they ain't scored no points on offense. Exactly. The Browns played the command. Bro, no, 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 no. No, the Browns played the Commanders with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Carson a, Wentz wasn't on defense. Yes, but uh, <laughs> we, we said this. We said this before that we feel like the whole Washington Commanders team plays better when Taylor oh, Heineke yeah, yeah. is the quarterback. They definitely do. They, they, like, I think he rallies that team and they respond to him in a different way. Like when Carson Wentz is fucking up, they're like, well, here go this motherfucker again. Like, this is gross, <laughs> and what do we expect? And when right. Taylor Heineke is messing up, they're like, man, we think Taylor's going to pull something off. He's a gamer. Like, yeah, they're like, we yeah. think he's going to pull something off, and they still play hard. Like, I feel like Deshaun Watson had a good game, good for him. He It was against the commanders with Carson. He hasn't Wentz. looked the same, though, since coming back. The, the yeah, game, but. And, and I'm not I'm not putting a lot of stock into you beating the commanders with Carson Wentz, who haven't looked good with Carson Wentz all year long. Like, yeah. they looked gr- they looked gross. Yeah. Gross. Like, honestly, I was never even thinking call for Ron Rivera's job until this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> so, no, I'm taking the Steelers. Like, yeah, my boy, my boy ain't going. He losing season ain't happening. So, it, 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 it seems like it's like whenever they start off, you know, Slow, he finished strong, at least eight and eight. So it's like something magical. Like it's like almost a given. So I can't go against it. 15 straight years. Yeah, I can't go against Yeah. In one of the preseason episodes of the pod, I predicted that this would be their first season under 500. So I'm going to stick with that and take the Browns. I'm going to shoot you some bail, Sam. Because we all heard you say that, and no one told you you were crazy. Like, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you some bail, Sam. No, no, I, because- th- I think there was some pushback. I just went through the re- – I remember we went through their schedule and was like, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Look, I uh, – I, well, okay. I just remember – I don't know. We are talking about the on, Browns. Let's that clip is on – No one was like, you're insane, but people were like, Really? I'm pretty sure. I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but I remember getting a little bit of pushback at least. Hey, we are talking about the Browns here, Sam, so keep that in mind. That's true. Yeah, That's true. that is true. Like, I would just say that clip is on YouTube, and I don't think you got that much pushback because we were like, man, this team, <laughs> this team, <laughs> it don't look all that hot. Like, <laughs> I just want to. I want to shoot you some bail because we had the chance to tell you you were like out of your mind, and we did not. And we've been proven wrong. It's not so crazy. many other doubters. 
it's it's not like they have the Browns. I mean, on paper, they they team really good on paper. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it wouldn't be crazy, but I just don't see it happening. Like I'm with yeah. You. All right, so I fly. All right, vibes. Uh, the last segment we got here is, of course, our ballers bouquet. Too often in the media, people only focus on the negative or salacious things athletes do and never want to give them credit where credit is due. Here, we'd like to make a change. And this week's Ballers Bouquet goes out to a guy that we all have our prayers out there for right now, Damar Hamlin, for his Chasing M's Foundation and their community tour drive. I want to start with this. I think it's very important because a lot of poor journalism has been out there talking about how people are donating in mass to Damar Hamlin as if Damar is asking for people's money for himself with his GoFundMe instead of specifying that they are donating to his charity, Chasing M's, and particularly the toy drive mm-hmm. that they host yearly. And Hamlin is only 24. He launched this community tour drive in 2020 when he was wrapping up his college career and preparing for the NFL draft. So he wasn't even a NFL player getting paid NFL player money when he started this during the COVID-19 pandemic because he wanted to get toys to kids that needed it the most and were impacted the hardest by COVID-19. He led a similar toy drive in there for Christmas this in 2020 already. And he speaks about how when he embarked on his NFL journey, he wanted to never forget where he came from and use his platform to positively impact the community that raised him. And that's why he does things like this toy drive. So I feel like one, this is like an amazing initiative. It's part of his overall Chasing M's Foundation. It had an original fundraising goal of $2,500. Currently, it is at over $6.7 million raised, getting major donations. What's I'm that? not going to hold you, though. One thing about the Bills Mafia I can respect is that when they show up, they show out. So, like, mm-hmm. this isn't the only time that they done so you know something like this so i just wanted to shout them out for you know all their support because like i say it's more than the game care about the human and their impact so vibes vibes and like they got major donations from fans all around the league i feel like a lot of that wave was definitely started by buffalo as it frequently is when things like this happen but like fans from all over the league even rival teams all were donating. They were really Im- impacted by this. Other players started donating, as well as teams such as the Colts and the Patriots, who the Patriots donated $18,003. The three was for Hamlin, whose number is three. So, like, that was, like, the symbolism of that, I think, was, like, particularly great. This initiative is huge. All of this money is going to get to go towards initiatives such as this toy drive and helping children who really need it the most. So I want to give a big shout out to Demar Hamlin. He's in our wishes. We hope he makes a great recovery and we get to see him again. And that is this week's Ballers Bouquet. The biggest thing is he should be able to keep that going for years, especially with the amount of donations he got. So it's, it's definitely amazing. And, you know, mm-hmm. It's awesome to see, like, if we can get more compassion like we saw on the football field as well, like, where you saw, like, 
your teammates being embraced by their teammates, no matter if they're white, black, and what color. If we can get that in the world, then I mean, we money. Yeah, we money. Okay, that is it for episode 98 of the Fly Route Podcast. I appreciate everybody who popped through, was listening, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, Twitter. Appreciate the comments. Shout out to Billy. We really appreciate y'all, and we cannot wait to give you episode 99 in our NFL playoff bracket next week. The, 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 the fly route pot, the fly route pot, the fly route pot, the fly route pot.